Hello and welcome to the Spirit Guide Society podcast. My name is Pedro Shanahan and I'm your spirit guide. Tonight in the Whiskey Society at Seven Grand, we had Woody Creek, new to the Southern California market and also now in 17 states. 19 states. 19 states. Beautiful straight rye, 100% rye whiskey made in basalt. Basalt. Damn. How many times could I mispronounce this name? Way up in the mountains of Colorado, high altitude straight rye. Uh, we tried your straight bourbon and then your cast strength bourbon. Yep. Wow. And then, of course, the Bloody Butcher, red corn whiskey, all locally sourced ingredients right from around the distillery in Colorado. We had master distiller Dave Matthews in the house. No relation to the crash into you guy. But, um, you know, usually parents don't name two of the kids in the same brood by the exact same name. So that's understandable that there's no relation, right? I don't think so. I don't think that that other Dave Matthews ever had an orchard of hazelnuts in I, south of you France. Know, I'd like to meet that guy. Me too. <laughs> I'm cool. I'm, I'm not making fun. Crash into you. No. <laughs> Not making I want to fun. be on his tour bus. Next yeah, time totally. Come on. That guy is a barrel of monkey fun, to be sure. Be sure to enjoy this podcast responsibly. That means keep an open mind. Craft distillates may be different from what you're used to, but it doesn't Maybe mean... better. Yeah, come on. Give them a try. <laughs> Welcome to Whiskey Society, everyone. I see we had some first timers. You guys are getting into your welcome punch, but it's not going to be too long before we're going to be actually sipping whiskey, so you better chug your welcome punch. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, like to think of ourselves as champions of the craft distilling movement here in America, here at Seven Grand. We've helped to bring to market some of the newest and best kind of craft distilled spirits over the last five, ten years especially, and... Uh, Tonight, we're going to introduce you probably to something new to a lot of you. New to California. Right? New to California. How long have you guys been in California now? Launched July. Almost two months. Two months? That's nascency in the whiskey world. That's nothing. But uh, let's give it up for David Matthews, Master Distiller from Woody Creek. You guys are located in Basalt. 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 Basalt, Jeez. Colorado. So I'm starting off bad. <laughs> when I when I Basalt. first when I when I first Basalt. moved there, I did the exact same thing, and I was I was yeah, yeah. slapped down that hard too. It's oh like, man, it's basalt. I haven't even started drinking yet. I'm already like slurring my words. What the hell? So Basalt, Colorado. Basalt is uh, pretty much central Colorado, Roaring Fork Valley. We are about 30 miles north of Aspen. Everyone's heard of Aspen, right? Yeah. So, yeah, are you guys there. way up high like Aspen? We are way up high. Aspen's about 8,000 feet. The salt is, uh, the distillery's at 6,600 feet, so. Wow. So it's nice to be down here where I can breathe, I gotta tell you. It's, it makes, <laughs> makes, a, makes a pleasant drinking. change. And, yeah, stamina, stamina is like, I got like eight bars right now. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I'm ready, ready to roll. All right, all right. Are you staying close by? Super close, like three blocks away, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah okay, yeah, great. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you get too drunk, just stand on the corner and wait for your building to spin around. Yeah. As long as it doesn't start shaking, that's what I, that's the only, yeah, thing, I'm, the only thing I'm worried about. Wow, everyone's so afraid of earthquakes when they come to visit. It's like, 
We have them, but not that often. No, Jeez, relax, relax. The buildings are designed for it, right? Yes, yes. Because I'm on the 47th floor. <laughs> We're only on the second floor, guys. It's okay. It's okay. Oh, my goodness. Okay, but uh, Woody Creek, how long have you guys been distilling whiskey? Um, okay, so we actually, the very first thing we ever distilled was a potato vodka, and that was September of 2012. We started distilling that. Um, I am not going to talk about extensively about our vodkas, but we do make a potato vodka uh, from fresh potatoes. So that very first year, we matched potatoes into about early December, and then we started making whiskey. So the oldest whiskey we have was December of 12. All right, so you guys are really brand new. And the story of this brand is really interesting. For one, like, you guys were started by a husband and wife team, right? Uh, there were, there were three, uh, the, the three founders were... Um, Pat and Mary Scanlon, who right. you're, you're, you're referencing. And then Mark. And Mark Kleckner, who okay. was um, hoping to be here tonight, but he got tied up. Well, um, that happens. LA's a kinky town, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> um, Mark and Pat were friends from way back when. They did some work in various um, shady security type stuff, government work. <laughs> He was like, um, a, yeah, like Pat was a missile engineer. I, I, I just don't listen when he tells me. It's, it's, um, they it's both, so they both worked at uh, Shine, Mount, Shine, Shine, Mount, Shine Mountain, Mountain with yeah, that, that big underground place yeah, in Colorado. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're rich. They did all. So, well, yeah, how, how does that happen, yeah, right? Yeah. We're gonna start this still. Um, so they they worked together, I guess, in like the '90s, and then went their separate ways for a while. You know, they were, they were friends, but they they you know they went into they, they deep went they cover. Went, into, went into, yeah, or maybe that's what happened. Um, See, I'm totally then, screwing you up, right? Like, no, 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 it's good. It's good. I got this. I got this. <laughs> so, and then I guess about 2010-ish, they were drinking probably and um, had this great idea to... Woody Creek originally was just going to make a potato vodka. That was, that, was, that was the plan, just to make potato vodka. Pat and Mark both like... Uh, uh, I'm not going to mention other brands, but they like, they like potato vodkas, so they wanted to make potato vodka themselves. Um, they were doing well down at Tito's, just down the road, right? Tito, that's... that's <laughs> it's not potato vodka? It's not potato vodka, it's corn. <laughs> <laughs> they do well, though. They, 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 I've heard they're doing okay, Tito. Doing okay. I've heard, I've heard, they, I've heard he, okay. I actually met him, he's a nice guy. <laughs> they're doing great down there. Um, having a good time in Austin. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's making money. <laughs> um, where am I going? Potato vodka. Yeah, so they yeah. wanted to make potato vodka. Uh, they it's brought. Okay, we've got they, a great they, editor. Yeah, good, because I might swear. Uh, that's okay. You got, you got that? Okay. Um, I wanted to make potato vodka. Started making potato vodka. We literally started making it. And then we, uh, we had this, this weird idea to just make potato vodka from fresh potatoes during the harvest season. Thank you. Um, and that's only three months a year, so. The, uh, the, you know, the obvious question is, do we just take the other nine months off, or do we make something else? So um, we started making whiskeys after, the, after that first potato harvest. And, now, let's uh, talk a little bit about your background, though. So, like, this weird kind of subterranean aerospace connection, and then also you, you worked in at the Bank of America in Manhattan. And I did were for, like, for many years, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. As, an, as an investment banker kind of thing? Uh, as an investment banker kind of thing. I was a... Uh, 
I was a currency trader, so wow. um, I used to transact like billions of dollars a day. But it's, in it's his fun, office, fun. while he was transacting millions of dollars a day, he had a tiny pot still. So, <laughs> what, so my question is, what was the whiskey in your glass vase in your office? While Ooh, you good question. The whiskey. You know, there's always something you want to pour out. It's glass. There's no label <laughs> on it. It was probably out? rum, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have to um, get you over at yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I've got an invite to Kana tomorrow, and I'm and I'm going. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but you you were an investment banker, and yep. then and then you went to France. You fell in love with a French woman, and like went to France, and like were, had an orchard in the south of France. Yes, and yes I did. It was. Um, I've been stalking you on Facebooks for weeks. Dude, you've now. been you you know more about me than I do. I sounds of it. <laughs> Uh, yes, after that, I, um, investment banking is lucrative, but it's not, it's not terribly good for your soul. Um, I found, anyway, yeah, I, 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 have, I, have, I have friends, I have friends I worked with who are still doing it and soulless bastards, but. Oh my, oh my. <laughs> I, I got um, buddies who are ex, ex, financial world, it's all good. <laughs> what is this first mark all about? It's Colorado Straight 100% rye whiskey. Okay, so this is the first whiskey we released. Um, when we when we first released this, it was about two years. It was, it was a two-year-old whiskey. Uh, this is a four-year-old now, which is um, I'm I'm really proud of it. This this won a double gold at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition when it was two years old and. If it's done anything, it's got slightly better since then, so we should, we should probably re-enter it. Um, it's 100% rye whiskey. There's no other grain in it, which is unusual. We were having this discussion at lunchtime. There are a few other 100% rye whiskeys out there, but not many. Most, almost all rye whiskeys have at least some corn in them, and almost all rye whiskeys have a malt barley component as well. This, this does not. It's just rye so that you don't get any of those sort of soft, bready tones that you'll get from malt. You don't get any of the sweetness you get from corn. You're just getting the, the rye, the spice. Well, now, wait a minute, because scientifically speaking, one of the reasons that you don't see 100% rye whiskeys on the market is because the fermentation can be kind of hindered by the acidity of the grain itself. You need to have you need to add some enzymes, or you might need some amylase or something to like yeah. get yeah, the yeah, fermentation yeah, yeah, yeah. going, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. What, you're, you're correct, but you're a step ahead. So things that are going on in the mashing process. Um, in order to convert the starches in the rye, the reason that uh, traditionally you would have added some um, malted barley for the, for the enzymes, the alpha amylases, the beta amylases, um, rather than adding barley, we use um, enzymes. But, so they're, they're bioidentical to the ones you would get from malted barley, but they're typically actually fungal extracts. But they're, they're biological. These, these, are, these are totally, you know, this isn't, it's not a bunch of chemicals. This is, right, this no, is, but is, is it like a, a syrup? Like kind of when you go to the beer um, store, they have like, sometimes they have the, the, the enzymes. The, yeah. the enzymes are like, these, like it's, 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 a, it's a brown liquid. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, neutral, flavorless, just brown liquid. It's, it's so let's talk about Malting. Let's, let's talk about malting barley a little bit. Let's talk about France. That's even better. Yeah, I loved France. No, but how do you? So, <laughs> how did I end up here? <laughs> no, we love you. We're happy to have you. But it's so it can be tricky to get that that rye wine 
uh, rye beer to, yeah, to, to ferment. To, to, well, the, the, the issue is with um, converting it. So rye, ha using 100% rye presents a lot of challenges. Uh, one is converting the sugars, the, the starches into sugars without enzymes. So we add enzymes, problem solved. The other one is um, rye is really, has a lot of uh, a protein called beta-glucanase. Sorry, it's a starch, not a protein. Uh, starch called beta-glucanase, which when you cook the, the rye, uh, it turns incredibly gummy. Vis viscous, gummy, yeah. Um, like, uh, I'd say this all the time, it, it, it looks like wallpaper paste. It just turns to like, like gel. Um, and then when you add yeast and ferment it, and the, the yeast start producing carbon dioxide when it's when it's bubbling, it just turns to foam and and just goes everywhere. I've had I've had uh, in a in a six thousand liter fermenter, I've lost like half a tank out of just foam right out of the top. And then wow. you come in in the morning and you cry. And then and then yeah and then you then you, then, then, you, then, you, then you have a foam party. Then, then, you, then you then you clean it up and try over. Um, I worked all that out. That doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't cry in the mornings every day anymore. Um, what was I talking about? Rye. We were talking about rye. Rye. Okay. Rye. Yeah. So this so, is one hundred percent rye. One hundred percent rye whiskey. Four years old. A new charred oak barrel. Used charred oak barrel. Uh, has to go into a new barrel to be a straight whiskey. So they're they're virgin or unused American white oak barrels. They're charred. Um, I like using number three char. Uh, char levels can go from one to four, and then uh, some people have a an even heavier char they call alligator, where the barrel's so burnt it's almost going to fall apart. Right. Um, three works really well. Three alligator. Alligator, alligator yeah. Like, 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 like the, 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 the alligator char. I've heard about char levels all day, but never like the excess of it. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah the the, the one the one beyond four I hear is they call it alligator, but the barrels get fragile. Like they're, they're, yeah. Um, so how long of a fermentation do you go with your uh, your rye beer? Um, I like to ferment whiskeys for four to five days. So long Longer, fermentation. Long, well, brewers think it's really short, but beer, beer guys think it's really short. It might take just nine to, days to just make just, a, just, a just, just, beer. Most distillers are trying to flip their fermenters in three, three and a half days. Um, the, eth the ethanol curve, which is what you're, if your only concern is um, the volume of, of alcohol that you're getting out of your, your, your you know, the grain you put in, that you want to achieve X amount of alcohol out, well, the, the, the ethanol production curve levels off and, and you're, you're up in the high 90 percentile of what you could potentially achieve from it probably after three days. Um, so at that point, if your main focus is just maximizing your alcohol output from your distillery, you're going to stop your fermentation start a new one and go after that 97% on the next one rather than tying a fermenter up for another 24, 48 hours to get 3% more alcohol. But you um, want more flavors. there's more going on. There's, there's more going on than just alcohol production. After day three, the yeast have converted almost all the, 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 the sugars from the, from the starch sugars. Uh, yeast take the sugars and, and, and make the alcohol component. But there's other things going on, late stage fermentation, flavor development, you're getting esterification going on in there, you're getting all kinds of things that are going to impact the flavor of the whiskey, things that will come over in distillation. So I like to let it ferment for five days, four, four and a half to five days for uh, any whiskey. Rum, I actually like to go a little further, we, and then but we'll talk about that later. About four years old, you said. Yeah. So let's try this together. Stick your nose in that glass, breathe in gently through your mouth. What food words come to mind as you smell this 100% straight rye whiskey from Woody Creek? Honey. 
Honey, nice. I smell pepper right off the top. Right. I, I'm not going to tell you what to smell, so go, go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody else? Caramel. Caramel. Caramel for sure. Lemon, yeah, get a little Citrus. like verbena maybe. Yeah, yeah. All right. So now tap some over your tongue. How does that experience change? Sometimes your nose leads you in one direction, and then you tap it over your tongue, and something else completely different comes to mind. So let that surprise occur. I'm getting like if a caramel was dipped into dipped into some coffee coffee grounds after like they've been used maybe a couple times. What is it? Certain. You do that. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it's really sweet for a rye. That must be part of that is that longer fermentation. What what part of the the, 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 the sweetness typically is is probably coming from the wood. In fact, these are wood sugars. Okay. But part of the part of the reason the barrels are charred is you're converting um, things like cellulose, which are uh, cellulose, hemicellulose, the the, the the wood fibers. When you burn them, you, you break those chains down into shorter chains, and, and you're producing, you're, you're converting to sugars, which can then be extracted. So, okay. typically, the sweet, any, any sweetness coming from the wood rather than from the fermentation. Wow, that's really interesting. Really, really cool. That is a nice. Well, what's the proof on that 100% straight rye? That one is 90 proof. Delicious. Yeah, it's definitely got a grip to it. So it's oaky. How are you guys using standard size barrels, 53 gallon barrel, barrels? Yes, we are. Yep. No other small barrels in there at all? Um, there's no, there are none in here. Uh, I do mess around with small barrels sometimes, but not for our, nothing, nothing we're drinking tonight. And, and when you made this four years ago, what was your yearly output back then? Thank you. Uh, initially, we were producing about, uh, we were making the vodka as well and gin. Um, barrels for the first couple of years, we were filling three, 400 barrels a year. Wow, pretty, really, pretty, really pretty, small pretty, scale. Pretty, pretty small, How yeah. big is your still there at Woody Creek? We have two stills there, 1,600 liters each, so 400 gallons each. All right, yeah. and are they both just copper pot stills, copper, or are they copper hybrid pot, stills? Copper pot stills. Um, they're, they're pot stills. It's a little hard to describe. They're German. They're made by Christian Karl. Oh, yeah, they're Karl stills. They're, That's they're, right. they're Karl stills. Um, we have columns. But I can bypass the columns, so I can. Have the, the, the way the pipe work is arranged at the back, I can go from. I can go directly from the pot to the condenser, uh, which I would with for rum, for example. Um, for whiskey, I actually run it through a short column to cut the heads out, and then I disengage the plates in that column, so it's essentially going directly from the this pot through the column, but with the plates disengaged directly to the condenser. So it's getting a lot of it's getting a lot of copper contact, uh -huh. which is actually really important. It softens the spirit. But there's, you're not really using that column not, too much. Not, not so for, the, for, you... the, for the whiskey, I'm not using the column, strictly speaking. For the vodka, we have a separate of course, of course. rectification column um, with 42 plates in it. So we, we distill our vodka in a single distillation. But for your whiskey, no column distillation. No, 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 I'm, I'm proud to be able to hang my hat on this fact. We make everything that's in the bottle from, from fermentation. So we start absolutely anything that says Woody Creek on it started from raw materials, raw grain, raw potato, raw sugar, raw fruit. I make some fruit brandies every now and then. Oh, cool. Um, but we start everything from fermentation. There, are no, there is no NGS added to our product. There, we're not sourcing any whiskey from anywhere. It's all 
100% Woody Creek made on location. Would you call that like double distilled whiskey? Is it triple distilled whiskey? How would you call it? The whiskey, it depends how you look at it. We do, we do a stripping run, which is technically a distillation run. One, but, one but, distillation. But, but we're not... Uh, we're not separating anything out. We're not doing any heads and tails cuts. Is everyone familiar with the concept of heads and tails? Okay, so um, after we finish fermenting, and, I, and I'm just going to rewind slightly to fermentation. So uh, there's, there's a couple of, couple of ways of doing things, as there often are, and neither of them is necessarily right or wrong. Uh, at Woody Creek, we ferment on the solids. So we mash the grains in and then leave the solids in through the fermentation. Um, it's like a lot of bourbon is made uh, in it's, that it's, way. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's very typical of American whiskeys. Um, in the old world, as it were, Scotland, they typically make a beer. So they, they mash and then they filter. They, they separate the solids out um, and then ferment a clear, a clear wash, a clear beer. Um, we ferment with the solids in. So we do a, we do a stripping run, which is analogous to a wash run basically the same thing. You're basically taking your fermented mash, beer, however you want to describe it, the, the stuff that you fermented, and you're distilling it, um, but you're not, take, you're not putting any cuts into it. There are, there are things in that fermentation that when you first distill it, you don't want to end up in your finished product. But the first, the, the, the wash run, the stripping run, whatever you want to call it, um, you're basically extracting most, a lot of the water, so you're concentrating, you're, bringing, you're, you're raising the proof. And if you're making whiskey the way that we do, you're also separating out the solids. So we're, we leave the solids in the pot still when we strip, and um, they actually go to a ranch and get fed to cattle. So every, just every now and I have I got some pigs really drunk one time. That's another story. What is the second spirit that we're going to try tonight? Stephanie's already passed it around. Oh, okay, sorry. So, Stephanie, we're on bourbon? Well, bourbon, Okay, bourbon. So... Nice segue. We were talking about kind of like that... Getting, getting pigs drunk, and now, and, now we're, and now we're talking about bourbon. Yes, yes. The bourbon we are drinking tonight is 70% corn, 15% um, rye, and 15% malted barley. Um, I meant to say when we were talking about the rye, but I can say it now. All the grains in our whiskeys are grown in Colorado, so we don't, we don't grow them ourselves, but they're all sourced. Um, I have the, the, the farmer's phone numbers in my phone. I can, I, we can call them. Well, we can't because my phone died, but <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow morning we can call them. <laughs> um, so beautifully, locally sourced bourbon from Colorado. Absolutely, yeah. So at least two years old, charred oak barrel being used for the first time. How long is the fermentation on your bourbon? Uh, same. Okay. Four and a half to five days, and not two years old, four years old. Okay. So the, the bourbon... The, the rye we released when it was two years old, initially, uh, we've, we've, we've managed to walk the age statement on that up to four years now. Um, our bourbon, we waited until it was four years old to, before we released it. So we released it about, oh shit, I forgot. When did we release it, Keith? Like a year ago? Bourbon. About a year and a half. About a year and a half ago? In Colorado. Okay. In, just in Colorado at the time. So it's a four-year-old. The, the stuff we're drinking now is probably about four and a half on average in there. So only in the Southern California market for the last two months. Yeah. Stick your nose in this glass. Let's get some feedback on this Colorado straight bourbon from Woody Creek. Can I ask you a question? Sorry, does someone have a question? I do have a question. Yeah. Excuse my ignorance, but... Um, That's what we're here for. I'm in charge of the ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> is whiskey... Is it similar to, like, with any alcohol, is it... Um, the more, the longer that it's fermented or the longer that it's distilled or whatever the technical name is, 
Is, does it make it taste better? Because um, January four days and four years. So the the, the 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 slightly longer fermentation is more about developing some flavors at the at the very earliest stage. Um, the distillation is is very relevant to the flavor, but the amount of time it takes isn't. Um, I think I think if I'm understanding your question, we're, what we're really talking about is the, the period it's barrel aged for. So after it's been fermented and distilled. Um, we proof it down slightly. It comes off the stills uh, at under 160. Typically, Woody Creek comes off the stills at about 150 proof. Um, but to be a straight whiskey, it has to go in the barrel at under 125 proof. Yeah, so when thinking about spirits, like all the spirits you've ever had in terms of, I'm not talking about just fermented beverage, like beer and wine, those are just fermented beverages. When we talk about distillates, there's your fermentation, there's your distillation, and then your, your maturation, and all three of those processes are necessary for, especially for whiskey, that maturation is gonna give you all the color in the bottle, most of the time, unless you're adding artificial coloring, and most of the flavor, those wood sugars that we're talking about, but yeah, so you always gotta look for fermentation, distillation, and, and maturation. They're all gonna have an effect on the flavor profile, for sure. One of the, one of the things that um, I get asked a lot and I don't have an answer to yet, is how the, uh, the, the, the climate, the, 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 no, the, literally the temperature, the humidity, and specifically I get asked a lot about the altitude. Yeah. It, it, it affects the, the distillation. Um, boiling points, uh, the higher you go, the boiling point of water and of alcohol drop. They're, they're, they're lower, so, we're, so that affects the, the distillation step, the, the ratio. The it makes it go really quickly? The thing, uh, yes and no. I, I'm, I'm not convinced it goes actually much faster. We do use le less. We have to use less steam to heat it right. because it, we're doing it at a lower temperature. So, so. But the, so the, 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 the question is, what is the, uh, the lower ambient air pressure at altitude? How does that affect the barrel maturation? The, the, the alcohol's moving in and out of the wood while, while it's maturing in the barrel. But in your experience, are those barrels at a higher altitude, do they seem to be maturing more quickly or do they seem to be maturing more slowly at the higher, I, in your just practical experience? I feel like the flavor's developing slightly differently. Differently um, in a shorter period of time or a longer period of time? I'm not sure it's, it's time specific so much as what's being extracted. I, okay, I, 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 wonder, I, I wonder about the, the, the partial pressure of the alcohol at, at altitude, whether it's extracting different things from the wood or at different, wow. at different rates. So maybe more tannins or less tannins? For, for example, yeah, 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 absolutely. Interesting. So let's try this bourbon. You would call this a, a high rye bourbon or just a traditional mash bill in the, in the bourbon world? Comparative um, to like the, the Heaven Hills and the, the wild turkeys out there. It's, it's, it's corn, rye, uh, corn rye and malted barley. It's, it's, you know, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's not an unusual mash bill for okay. a bourbon. Yeah. So we'll call high, a higher rye I, traditional I, mash it's, bill. It's, it's funny you say that because I make a bourbon that's on, in much smaller quantities that's uh, 70 corn, 30 rye. Okay. Which I call high rye bourbon. That's a high yeah. rye bourbon. Yeah. I'm getting like um, black cherries and a little bit of black pepper. Mm. Right? Yeah. This one smells like honey again. <laughs> That's good. I like honey. Wow. Ooh, yeah, it's delicious. It's got a really good mouthfeel. I like the, it's really silky on the tongue. It's nice. So this, this one's 90 proof as well. Beautiful. And what's the bottle price? If I was going to get some of these Woody Creek 
whiskeys for my home bar. What's the bottle price on the straight rye and then on the uh, the bourbon? Uh, it, here here in color in California it would be 46 46.99 46.99 Wow. And how much bourbon are you going to make this year? What's your output going to be? Um, we are probably going to lay down enough for about 20,000 cases this year. Wow, okay. Yeah. Are you just selling in Colorado and SoCal right now, or are you doing, what are your other markets? Uh, no, we're in 17 states, 19, 19 states, Nin 19, 19 states. Wow. So Stephanie's come around with our third mark. What is this third mark that we're going to taste? This is now? the Colorado Straight Whiskey. It's seventy percent corn, fifty percent rye, fifty percent malt. So this is our single cast. Oh, our single cast. This, this is essentially the same whiskey, uh, but this is a single barrel, um, and at a significantly higher proof. This is, this is a this is a barrel strength, so it's one hundred and sixteen proof. Beautiful. Um, after. I like to I like to put whiskey into barrels at about 120. Um, you can put a thousand distillers in a room, and they'll all have a different proof they like to go with. Yeah. Um, a lot of people like to go 110. Um, maybe it's the altitude. I, 120 seems to work really well for us. The, the extractions we're getting at 120 seem to work out. So. Interesting. And when you are going in the bottle, then did you guys do this just at cast strength, or did you proof it down to 116? It, it's so it goes into the cask at whatever proof you decide. That proof is is going to change instantly. Um, a lot of some in 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 certain places where it's particularly humid, Scotland's the, the classic one where there's a lot of water in the atmosphere. The proof tends to go up. Um, we tend to lose a little proof. So interesting. Um, it, this one probably went in 120. Came out at 117, and I would have proofed it just ever so slightly uh, for technical legal reasons to make to make sure the, the label was correct. Oh, okay. Because yeah. you thought that 116 was going to be where your flavor profile was best. No, no, just to uh, get it as close to the barrel proof as I could. Oh, okay, okay, beautiful. So, single cask, Woody Creek bourbon. Yep. And this one is, I think, about six years old. Do you remember what I said this was? 58 months, there you go. Just just under six years old. So tap some over your tongue, get some in your nose. What do you guys think about this single barrel from Woody Creek? Ooh, it's got a lot of char on there. It's got that really oaky grip on the palate. It's very drying. Ooh, nice, cake batter. This, I still get, I get grass and oak on this a lot though. This is good, this is really good. Wow. And we have one more special treat, I believe, right? So you guys are some of the first p folks here in SoCal to do comparative tastings of this entire line. So you are the first. Yeah, all right. Cheers to that, right? All right. And in addition, Stephanie is coming around with something that you guys, you tell me what this is. This is something very special, right? Yeah, this is, um, how long have I got? I could talk about this for a while. <laughs> so the, <laughs> all right, short story. So this is um, bless you, a hundred percent corn. So it's it's technic it's technically a bourbon. You okay? Yeah. Um, it's one sixteen proof. So this is hundred percent corn whiskey, but it's it's not just corn whiskey. It's an heirloom variety called uh, Bloody Butcher. So. Um, the corn itself is bright blood red uh, when they harvest it. Wow. So a um, red corn. 
Yeah, bright red corn. Um, uh, right after they hired me at Woody Creek, they weren't actually ready for me, so I was working on some other things. And one of the things I did was uh, source this corn and have them plant it on uh, some of Pat's land in New York um, and harvest it. And then they brought it to the distillery, uh, I want to say about January of 2013-ish. Um, and we decided to keep it as a single varietal. So we mashed it, just the corn, that didn't put any other grain in it, made a, made a whiskey out of it, barreled it up, and um, only ever made about eight or 10 barrels of it. We didn't have a whole lot, bunch of the corn. Um, and forever, I thought it was terrible. Um, I, would, I would go back to the barrels every six or seven months or so and, and pull a little sample out and taste it and be like, what the fuck am I gonna do with this? It was just bland, it was monochromatic, it had no character, it was just like, I was like, that was a lot of work, Dave, for some really, really average whiskey. In fact, it was so bad, I sold a couple of barrels to someone. <laughs> it's a little over six years old now, I tried it again, I wanna say about a year ago, and was like, hey, it's coming around. And then um, I pulled this out, I, I tasted it, so I started tasting it a little bit more often, and then I pulled this barrel out, and, uh, about two or three months ago, and tasted and thought, I really like this now. That's um, you know, it's it's. I was shocked and surprised, and uh, that's a good question. What's the proof? I can't remember. It's it's not that high. I think it's like forty-seven percent. Forty-five and a half percent. Okay, so ninety-three. Just yeah. a little late bloomer. You gotta yeah, have yeah. taste sometimes, right? Yeah. Sorry. This is this, so this this is a single barrel. Pat, as in Pat and Mary, uh, the the the. The, the major backers of the distillery uh, have some land in New York. Uh, as I said, uh, but, uh, between them hiring me and, and actually needing me at the distillery, there was a, a eight-month gap. Um, so I worked on some other things for them, and um, they but they had some property in New York which was available, and I was like, let's grow some corn. So we did. Yeah. Wow. So stick your nose in this glass. What do you think of this red corn whiskey from Colorado? Creamy. Yeah, it's just something that comes with experience. So they say that like, sometimes you have to get used to that kind of wall of fire. When you first start tasting spirits, like Lou Bryson talks about it in Tasting Whiskey, his book, which is a great book. He talks about how uh, initially you kind of like hit that, like, oh, I just smell alcohol, I just get heat. But gradually over time, it may take months or even years to get to the point where you get, you kind of go over that wall of fire and get to the floral notes or the fruity notes and start to be able to identify, like right now you're saying honey, and that is a sweetness. And with a little more experience, now like you start to get other variants, like maybe it's brown sugar, or maybe it's molasses, or maybe it's vanilla, these other variances of sweetness. And so you just start to build your vocabulary, you just build on it really. That's what we're all here for, is to get a better understanding of our own palate. I get like, uh, I've you know, shucked a lot of corn. I get like yeah. that, the essence yes. of like the corn husk like the, yeah. on your, like the residue. I, I love that. Like, it, it, comes, it comes through, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. Totally, the husk, like I just like, the oils that it lets out, that, that little bit of like, you know, perspiration, that's a, yeah, it's great. Nice. Like 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 the bag like the bag of husk smells yeah. when you, when you, when you, when, you, when, you, when, you, when you go when you when you when you go when you, go to, when you go pick it up take it away yeah yeah. What, what is it, and is this currently available just in Colorado? This is currently available only at the distillery. So 
Only a distillery. Thank, What's it called you. again? What, what it's called it? Bloody Butcher. Uh, there were about 40 cases came out of that barrel, and there's probably about 30 left right now. So we do we do ship. And do you guys do, <laughs> do, you do distillery tours if you make it all the way to? We absolutely do. Um, please, if you do find yourself in Colorado, please come see us. Right on. I, I will ship this to, we can ship to California. I will ship this to you from the distillery. I have no plans to make any more of this. I think uh, we bottled this barrel. I think I've got four more barrels. Beautiful stuff. Very interesting. Very different. Yeah, I love to have, try these like Sierra Norte is this uh, Mexican whiskey that's recently yep. come to market here in yep, SoCal. Yep, yep. And they're doing different varietals of corn whiskey. Yes, I've seen that somewhere. You, you'll have to try some yeah, more yeah, of this yeah, stuff yeah. tonight. Well, you guys, let's give it up to David Matthews from Woody Creek. You did great. You're, you're, pretty, your, you're pretty good yourself. It was your first whiskey society. You did great. Yeah, that was awesome. Thank you, guys. <laughs> what? That? No, no, that's a different David Matthews. That's, that's, that's the good look. That's the good looking one. Oh my. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like what you heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating and review. The Spirit Guide Society is a Spirit Adventures production in association with Bitten from the Apple Productions. Special thanks to Tone Mesa for their post-production and audio services. The show is produced by Andrew Apple and me, Pedro Shanahan. Executive producer, Andrew Abrahamson. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Spirit Guide SOC. We'll be there to answer any questions you have, share what we're drinking, and more. And if you're still thirsty, you can always find more episodes of the show wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to always drink responsibly. That means don't drink to forget. Drink to remember.